Welcome to this episode of SDI Encounters, a podcast on spiritual direction and spiritual companionship. I'm Matt Whitney. Thank you for listening. Learn more about our work and the work of spiritual direction and spiritual companionship on our website, sdicompanions.org. This week I interviewed Amy Boswick, who is Coordinator of Community and Spiritual Life at Canuga Conference Center in Asheville, North Carolina, which happens to be where we are going for our nature immersion and deep listening journey, our forest bathing retreat in March of 2023. Right now we are running a great big sale called the Solstice Sale, where you can save 15% off pretty much everything on our website, including memberships and also including this journey. So a single room can save up to $375. Big savings if you purchase, register by December 13th. We hope that you will join us and I hope that you enjoy this conversation that I had with Amy where we talk about the landscape at Canuga, what it's like to be there and what you can expect if you join us for this forest bathing journey. Yeah, Amy, hi. Hey, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be with you. I hope, your, oh, I hope your holiday is going well or finding some space, rest. Yes. Trying not to freak out about shopping, Christmas shopping, but, um, yeah. you know, in the Episcopal Church, we're in the season of Advent, which is that time of preparation. So trying to be mindful of what yeah. that looks like. How are, you, how are you engaging with that? Do you, do you take some space to kind of be in an advent theme or yeah it's kind of a you know part of a um a spiritual practice i would say for me it's not so much about um the liturgical piece but the um idea of preparation and for me preparation might mean what can i put down (laughs) so that i can pick up (laughs) more of what the beauty of christmas is um so what are those things that I need to put down in order to pick up hope or peace or joy or faith, which are what the four candles of Advent represent um, for us during this season? So, yeah, it's a nice thing to think about, um, you know, because we tend to keep just picking up things without putting anything down. <laughs> right. And it gets a little hard to carry everything so things can get dropped. And yes. hurt. Yeah. And I've noticed that. I'm probably someone who picks up more than drops and yeah suddenly it's already December 6th and I'm like wow <laughs> we're like thick into the season and I have really taken no space to contemplate it mm-hmm. yeah yeah and also I'm looking forward to the winter solstice I I um I've always been aware of it in churches where I've worked we've done something called the longest night uh and a way of bringing people together who might be grieving a loss. Um, But uh, I can't remember where I read this, but it it was discussing the winter solstice as a recognition of this time where there's more darkness than there is light, and that that's not bad. That's an invitation and to, um, like, permission to be quiet, to go inward, to sort through things. And so I'm looking forward to maybe doing something special on that day. Yeah. I used to be part of some communities where we would get creative with longest night Mm -hmm. uh, liturgy. And what stands out for me is 
both the invitation to dwell in that darkness with, with others, with the community, and also that it is the longest night and the next day is actually less dark. There's a little more sunshine than the day before, yeah. right? It's It gets progressively lighter, even right. if it's just a couple of minutes a day, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, we round a corner. <laughs> we round the corner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Amy, we... Uh, We've been crossing paths these past six months. Yeah. And I guess that all began with, well, how did you come to know SDI? How did you, because yeah. you ended up at our conference in Santa Fe. And I'm curious to know how all of that came to be for you. Yeah. So I, have, for the past few years, have been a part of a program of the Seminary of the Southwest, which is in Austin, Texas. It's an Episcopal seminary and uh, was um, have been pursuing my master's of spiritual formation uh, with a concentration in spiritual direction. Uh, and so as part of that program, we were all encouraged to become members of SDI, um, you know, getting presence in the mail was highlight <laughs> of the semester, uh, even to um, consider writing for the journal as part of our experience. Um, so I uh, am officially finished with that program and in, in this May I'll graduate, even though I finished all my classwork. Um, so I recently accepted this position at Canuga as the coordinator of community and spiritual life. And one of my hopes in this, in being here at Canuga, which I've been familiar with Canuga for over 30 years of my life, I've been coming for conferences, and it's just been a, a touch point in my life over and over and over again. So to be working here is pretty amazing. Um, but I wanted that SDI world um, to share that with Canuga um, and ushering Canuga into this place of maybe a little bit more expansiveness. We are an Episcopal Conference Center, um, but what are the similarities that we find in theology and spirituality with other groups. And SDI is definitely one of those groups. So I decided that I really wanted to go to the conference and share Canuga with the conference, but also come to know SDI. Um, and it was through that conference, hearing so many amazing speakers that, of course, I would love to see come to Canuga, um, but also just kind of building this uh, companionship there. Um, getting to know Simon DeVoyle and hearing his music. And uh, there's a lot of um, sentiment there because he reminded me and the uh, my companion of someone that we have recently, uh, who has recently died, um, a musician and hearing Simon um, brought back uh, in a way that I have not experienced since that person's death. Um, that experience of music and connection. And now Simon will be with us uh, for about a month at Canuga as a musician in residence. And so just really exciting about the pathways that um, we're crossing and starting <laughs> as part of that conference. It was magical. Oh, good. That's a lot of sort of threads coming together and paths mm -hmm. crossing because we recently, I recently got a little note from Simon. He's like, I'm going to be at Canuga at the same time, roughly. Shall I come hang out? And I was like, yes, thousand percent. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So he's going to be part of this this retreat that we're doing, which uh, which I'll get into here in a little bit. But tell me more about your work as uh, director of community and spiritual care. Did I get that right? Well, coordinator, you know, I've, I got to choose my title. So I was really intentional. I sat with the words of mm-hmm. that title for a long time. Mm-hmm. So coordinator of community and spiritual life. Um, uh, there's a lot of different uh, communities here at Canuga, um, not only in the groups that come in conferences that come to Canuga, there's a staff that works here that has its own community as well. Um, and in different times of year, there's different rhythms to the life of Canuga. Uh, it looks very different in the summer than it does in January. Uh, and my invitation in this position, accepting this position was to come and be at Canuga. Um, and I'm still in the being process of that. I haven't been here a year yet hmm. um, in, in living into the spiritual rhythm of Canuga and taking a different approach to program at Canuga. Um, I came here from a large parish in Austin, Texas, uh, an Episcopal parish, kind of corporate size parish. And I, um, I don't want to say burned out. I was very tired. I know that I, I was tired of doing all the time. And in my conversation of exploring what it would look like to come to Canuga, the idea of being came up a lot in that conversation. Um, and my hope is that we at Canuga are a place that helps people move from doing to being, um, to put down all the doing um, and be with ourselves and be in that presence of God, that belovedness. Um, and Canuga's a perfect container for that with the incredible beauty that we have around us. So, um, it, you know, when people ask me what I do, I was, I, I kind of like, I don't know, <laughs> I <was> just <laughs> trying to live into this beautiful place and all of the amazing people that seem to cross paths here, uh, and coordinate. How do we all dwell here together from the people who are in the kitchen every day, who are some of the hardest working people that I know, um, to the amazing speakers that come here, to those that maintain the buildings and keep us cool when it's hot and warm when it's cold? Uh, how is all of that in, in um, congruity with each other? Does that make sense? How are we living together and experiencing the spiritual here? It's beautiful. It sounds very monastic in a way in which it's just a, a, a communal body that is has many different parts doing different tasks. Yes. But all operating kind of in a, a cohesive spiritual wholeness or oneness. Yeah. We're working on that. Yeah. yeah. Is it, it's a uh... It's the re- the rhythm is not repetitive, <laughs> is, is what I'm, mm. I'm, I'm realizing. You know, um, we have an amazing chapel here, but not every Sunday morning is there Eucharist in that chapel. So, what is the rhythm? Uh, it's not necessarily a liturgical rhythm. Um, connection seems to be the rhythm, and so that's what I'm hoping to keep exploring. Yeah, and having a group like SDI come. Once again, it's about that connection and about being um, in nature, which is, I believe, where we truly experience the presence of the divine. Yes. 
And I, I want to ask you about that setting, that, that beautiful setting that you're in. I actually just got back from a walk through the woods in my neighborhood. And I just sort of, it's a very short trail, but I just looped yeah. it. It's just sort of basking in the, it's, it's cold. It's like mid upper thirties here. And it's, oh, wow. there's still a little bit of, there's actually a little bit of snow on the grounds and wow. just, it's, it, you, there's something very deep and mysterious there. Um, but I want to ask you first, because you mentioned that you sat with your title for a while and I said director and you said coordinator. And I, <laughs> that's interesting to me because names and terminology is something at SDI that we talk about quite a bit in regards to the title, spiritual director versus spiritual companion versus spiritual guide. And I sense that there is that that's a theme that you sat with and and landed on the term coordinator. And so I just want to ask you about that, that process. Yeah, I, I for um, many other positions that I've had before I got here, I've, it, director has always been a part of that title. Director of, uh, uh, director of youth ministries, director of program. Um, and I get that, but it seemed like in this space, a coordinator kind of holds things or invites things to come together, not necessarily directs where those things all need to go. And that was my hope. Um, you know, if you're working, if you're coming for a conference and you're coordinating that conference, that's very, your experience here is very different than um, if you're in housekeeping and and cleaning the cottages and making you know, offering the hospitality and that preparation for guests, but all of it's necessary. So how do we hold that together, coordinate together to be aware of each other uh, in that planning and that holding that space together? Um, so I don't, I can't necessarily direct something that I'm not a part of all the time, but I might be able to co coordinate it with other aspects of Canuga and invite us to hold a certain kind of space together. Mm. I think that was my intention and and coming up with that title yeah thank you for sharing that it's mm -hmm. beautiful and resonates i think mm -hmm. a lot of us so yeah tell tell me about tell us about the setting the physical landscape of canuga where is canuga yeah. share a little yeah. bit well we are in the blue ridge mountains of western north carolina we are about depending on traffic on 26, uh, about 30 to 45 minutes from Asheville. Um, the home of the Biltmore, right? Wow. The Biltmore State. Uh, we are not far from Pisgah Forest. Um, it's truly beautiful here. It's a place I've always longed to live in these mountains because when I've come to Canuga, there's just been something in the setting and the nature and the view of the mountains here that's dramatically affected me. Um, I've been told that this part of the uh, Blue Ridge Mountains, um, you know, if we were to look at like science and geological terms um, before everything was broken apart, the, the mountains that are in, in the Scottish Highlands, this is a part of that original chain of mountains. I don't oh, wow. know the official language, uh, but a friend of mine who was with the Hayden Institute was explaining that to me 
the other day that there's a reason why people come to these mountains. And if you have been to that part of the world, something resonates there. Uh, and so quite often, Canuga is referred to as a thin space. And we don't mean that um, to be cliche or to be taken lightly. But for a lot of folks who come here, there are um, encounters of the holy uh, that quite often you weren't planning on uh, experiencing. Uh, you, when you come in with that open mind, that open heart, it's amazing to see what happens on this property. Um, we have 1,400 acres of land. Um, we have a 30-acre lake that is surrounded by woods um, that people can canoe and kayak on. We have about 20 miles of trails for people to walk on, and some have uh, magnificent views of looking off towards Pisgah Forest. Um, so there's, uh, you're just immersed in nature. You know, sometimes when I'm driving into work, um, there's a little family of deer that just kind of watch you come into work <laughs> in the mornings. Uh, we have the the myth of the white squirrel. So there's some white squirrels on property that you'll see scoot across your path. Oh, interesting. And the birds are are absolutely fascinating here. Of course, in the spring and summer, there are many more of them. Um, but I've uh, developed quite a, an affinity for the pileated woodpecker. Uh, and the cry of the pileated woodpecker always makes me smile when I hear it. It sounds a bit hysterical. And maybe that resonates with something inside me, like just to be able to have that freedom to let something like that, <laughs> you know, just out <laughs> must be very <laughs> uh, cathartic. Um, <laughs> but there's a pileated, a little family of pileated woodpeckers that's right near my office. Um, so I try to walk on property, like walk up to our dining hall and quite often I will hear them and I stop and say hello and giggle with them as I listen to them calling. Yeah. To each what is the, what does it look like? The woodpecker? Uh, it, um, some people describe it as looking almost like a dinosaur. Um, they are probably at least, at least two feet tall. They're, they're big. Wow. Uh, primary, primarily white with black and a, a red spray on the top of their head. That's a huge um, bird. Yeah. So you can hear them when they're, you know, looking for food. Um, and they're pretty impressive. And, and yet they're also still hard to see. You would think you that they, you might be able to find them right away, but they scoot around the tree really quickly. So you have to look kind of hard to find them. Hmm. But yeah, they're magnificent. Yeah. That's very cool. <laughs> there is a kind of blue jay around here, which I've learned recently is not a blue jay. Oh. Got a different name, but it looks like a blue jay, right? It's it's a blue jay, but <laughs> it has this very obnoxious squawk. That yeah, you know. And every time I'm outside, and I, I'm like, "What is that? What's that bird?" And that's yeah. <laughs> that's the blue jay. Yeah, and I'm like, "Oh, that's sweet." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I since I've been here, I. I've always, I guess, like, oh, that's a that's a nice bird, but I've been I'm um, much more appreciative of birds. So I I have a little, you know, backpack that I have with me. And in there I have a pair of binoculars so that I can once again, you know, stop all the doing and just stop and look and become more familiar with all the birds here. So um yeah, that's just like one part of the beauty of Canuga. 
um, can you go, we have a lodge, an inn. So we have like what feels more like a hotel room sort of building that you can stay in. Uh, and the lodge has this magnificent fireplace uh, and a front porch that you can sit on that looks out over the lake. Um, and you can watch uh, the Canadian geese that we have here and the ducks on the water. Um, and then we also have cottages that date back to the early 1900s. They're, so they're uh, rustic or you could say shabby chic. <laughs> one way each cottage is a little different from the other but um a lot most of them have fireplaces and then a screened in porch to sit on with a swing or rocking chairs um so there's lots of um occasion for being together with lots of people or just being able to be um as you need to be here uh like this past weekend i actually stayed here at canuga um, and just slept and sat by the fireplace by myself. I walked the labyrinth at night um, and just kind of enjoyed the space while there was a group of people here that I never even interacted with because I was able just to make that space for myself, which is kind of, I think, what makes Canuga very unique. Yeah, it sounds magical. I mean, yeah. what, what a gift it is. And I hear you know, the invitation that you are offering to others from from doing to being that that is also part of your own rhythm and that, you know, it's a that you get to enter into that as well. Yeah, yeah. And and, and so much of that being is just um, always holding the awareness of, of the of the moment that you're in. So yesterday morning, I went to the dining hall and was able to have breakfast with a um, a, a seminary classmate because they were here for a conference and just like totally embracing that and not getting caught up in time and that I had this to-do list of things to do, but to be fully present in that moment and that conversation. And I find that inevitably when I can do that, so many creative ideas or affirmations come out of those kinds of conversations when I'm not so worried about the doing, but being present in that moment. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what the space allows for everyone is if you give yourself that permission to let go of those, um, those things that we tend to affirm us as people, all the things that we do, mm -hmm. if we can put that down for a moment and be fully present, the opportunities that are presented are, I don't know. They spark your imagination and your creativity. Wow. Yeah. That is very cool. <laughs> it is. It's I mean, I can't so wait to be there. My son is like, oh, I was, I was there now. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, one morning I went uh, up to the dining hall and this young woman walked out and I looked at her and I, and I said, you know, do you mind if I ask your name? It's like, you just look very familiar. And she told me her name and it ended up that she was a student of mine at an Episcopal school back in Louisiana, where I had been a lay chaplain. And I was, she was in my um, small group, my advisory group. And, you know, we just kind of looked at each other like, oh my gosh, like we never would have imagined that our paths would have crossed here. And she said, you know, all weekend we came here for a wedding uh, we have a mount, mountain biking park 
that's right by Canuga. And so she was doing some mountain biking and she's like, I, I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was that I was feeling in this place, you know, and now that we're talking, I get it. I get all the things that are coming together in this space. So it, it, it seems like things like that happen a lot at Canuga. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This, this is very cool. I just feel like this is just the perfect place to to do this this forest bathing journey that that we at SDI put together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I um I'm thrilled that y'all are coming here for that specific purpose and for the period of time. And, and you know, it goes for the week, right? Yeah. Five days, five or six days. Um because it's something that I would love to see more of at Canuga. Um, some of our, our groups that come, we have a lot of parishes that come here for a, a parish retreat. Uh, and one recently had a forest bathing workshop. Um, but I'd love to see it more a part of that spiritual rhythm, because I do think that forest bathing is so much about setting aside the doing and, and being in nature. Um, and I, I, I would love to see that just as a something that's common. Uh, so when you mention forest bathing, you know, sometimes you kind of get a funny, a funny look <laughs> like, yeah. oh, forest bathing. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> but that it's like, yeah, forest bathing. And and we do that all the time at Canuga, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, if you're there, you, you do it uh, more often than not. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah. And I think for our community it's it's a it's a little bit of a stretch just because we're our community is a little bit older i go backpacking all the time and yeah yeah I think people people maybe have a, a misconception that you know forest bathing is rigorous or mm-hmm. that it requires a lot of endurance but what we're really inviting people into is the being as you described rather than the doing mm-hmm. but just being outside yeah Exactly. It doesn't have to be about how quickly you get to hike to the top of long rocks and see the view. It's really about savoring each step along the way. Right. Um, And I think that's something else we're trying to explore here at Canuga. Um, One thing, if people come here for a personal retreat or a spiritual retreat, as we call them, one thing I try to offer if people would like is a guided hike, meaning, um, because I'm kind of a scaredy cat in the woods, you know, I don't want to make the wrong turn <laughs> and get lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the idea of the guided hike is that um, someone begins with you and then goes ahead of you on the trail, creating enough space for you to be alone on the trail, but waiting for you at that fork in the road and just like, hey, you know, motioning which direction you should go. Wow. So then that person can fully, okay, I know where I'm going. I know that there's someone who's aware that I should be (laughs) coming to them (laughs) if I get lost. um, I won't get lost. I have this companion that's also creating the space for me to be alone and hear the things that I need to hear in the woods and breathe what I need to breathe in. All of those things. Oh, that's brilliant. I had not thought before. I mean, I've I've done hikes like that where I'm like, I'm going to give my friend some space but just, yeah. you know, wait up at the junction so that we all know which way we're all going the same way. <laughs> so making that intentional just mm-hmm. sounds like such a gift. To mm-hmm. offer. Mm-hmm. Well, let me ask you this. So we're, we're bringing uh, a group of spiritual directors to Canuga in, in late March. What, what, what's the weather going to be like 
Do you have Fair. any idea as a as a an almanac? <laughs> well, let's see. I that I moved here in um very end of January, started at Canuga in the middle of February. Mm -hmm. Um and it was a, an incredible experience to to be here on this campus. I when I've come before, it's been primarily in the summer or it's been between Christmas and New Year's for a youth conference. Um, both amazing times to be here at Canuga. Uh, end of March, April, that time, it, you know, there is that sense of spring. Um, and it that sense of spring can mean everything from pretty chilly mornings uh, to really comfortable afternoons. And that sense of rebirth is all around. Everything smells very fresh. I would say that we would definitely have some birds arriving, uh, returning back to Canuga from their explorations of the winter. Yeah. Um, so there's, uh, you know, and it all depends on how warm it happens to be. If it's warmer, you might see some things starting to bloom, that sort of thing. I'm not the expert. Like this will just have been my, my complete uh -huh. year around, you know, my one trip around the sun of being yeah. here at Canuga. Uh, full time. Um, but I can tell you, it was amazing to kind of watch um, things change coming out of the winter and into the spring. And March is kind of that, I guess you could say it's liminal, you know, it's the liminal space between those two seasons. So it's pretty fascinating. Oh, it's beautiful. I mm -hmm. love the, that sense of, of liminality between seasons. Mm -hmm. it's, not, <laughs> it's not summer, but it's not winter either. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And there's stuff going on. Things are happening and there's different sounds and smells and colors. And yeah. I just, the word possibility comes to mind. Like there's ah, yes. a, real, a real sense of possibility in the air. Yeah. For, you know, wanting to be outside the majority of the time, you know, it's still, you know, pack warmly, pack layers, you know, with that that intention, of course, um, and rain gear, but know that the layers are necessary because you probably will be removing your jacket or your sweater, you know, as the day goes on and it gets warmer. Yeah, um, It'll be, I think it, it'll be a great time. Oh, I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. And I hope that you will hang out with us some while we're there. Gosh, I hope I want to, um, I might try to make sure my calendar is clear to have this experience um, because I, like I said, it is something I hope becomes uh, a part of the fabric of Canuga, a part of our spiritual rhythm, um, which I also hope spiritual direction becomes a part of our spiritual rhythm. It's something I'm, um, you know, I uh, recently heard the phrase moving at the speed of trust. Maybe that's been around for a while and I, <laughs> it's finally hitting me in the right way, but it's hitting me in the right way of um, not trying to rush in and change everything, but to to build that community and that trust. And I find with spiritual, spiritual direction is one of those things, you know, uh, even in the Episcopal Church, um, there are people who do spiritual direction, but it's amazing how. I would see in the church, it's still kind of a new term or a new idea. And so many people are curious about, well, what is spiritual direction? Mm -hmm. um, and my hope is that at Canuga, it is available to any and all. If you're coming on a retreat, if you're coming for a conference, or if you're a leisure guest that happened to 
book a room online and stay one night at Canuga, maybe you want spiritual direction uh, that you kind of fall into this offering. Um, so yeah, a couple you you your presence, SDI's presence here is going to be such an amazing thing for Canuga and helping us um, navigate this new way of being and this new spiritual rhythm. I'm really excited about the gift of, of SDI being here. Well, I'm excited too, and happy to be cultivating some spiritual direction culture Yes, <laughs> with yeah. you at Canuga. And also just, just grateful to you for your welcome and your hospitality that I'm already experiencing, you know, just as we work together and, and plan yeah. this, this forest bathing journey. And yes. I'm just grateful, Amy. So, yeah. so thank you so much. Me too. Me too. I, I can't wait for y'all to get here. <laughs> can't wait either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If you're enjoying this podcast and you want to help us share and spread the word about the life-giving practice of spiritual companionship, you can help us out by subscribing to this podcast through your favorite app. You could give us a like or even write us a review. Thank you for listening. This is Matt Whitney with Spiritual Directors International. Thanks again for listening. Your time and your presence here are deeply appreciated. If you liked this show and would like us to continue making them, please do subscribe now while it's fresh on your mind. Also, we would love to hear from you, so please feel free to send in your comments and suggestions to the email address podcast at sdiworld.org. SDI is the home of spiritual companionship. Learn more about us and our work on our website, sdicompanions.org.